to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. The roar is on. Yes, Wake the Bear Radio. We are just really excited. This is the last day of 2023. What a day and uh, what a year. Uh, but we're, we're really excited. We have a lot to cover. We are actually going to be covering the whole past year of all the wins and big stories that have come out. And so this should be yeah. a really uh, action-packed, uh, information-packed, but hopefully very encouraging. We do want to say yeah. uh, Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, knowing that we're entering 2024, that there are good things ahead for us. And as we leave the past behind, we really have had a lot of victories. And sometimes it's easy to get caught in the swirl of the current events and the oh no's. But when uh, we reflect, and that's the goal of tonight, is to reflect, we have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I just... I just wanted to put up a, a psalm here. Psalm 149.6 says, may the praise of God be on their mouths, a double-edged sword in their hands. And it's a it's a whole psalm about praising God. And I really believe that, you know, we have to take some time to stop. Um, you know, we're in the middle of a battle. Or it's in a war. And stop and just continue to praise God for the wins and give him thanks for the wins. Because there's lots of, you know, there was a lot of, you know, battles that, you know, felt like they were lost and, but there was a lot, but there was major wins. And I, you know, I love the title that you gave tonight's um, show, Ron, the many MAGA victories of 2023. And I do believe that we're going to see um, a major shift, you know, in the coming 20 year, 2024. I think we have seen a major shift in 2023, but I feel like 2024, it's, it's kind of ominous. It's kind of looming. And I, and I just get the feeling like 2023 set up what we're going to see in 24. And, I do truly believe that the cabal is on the run. They are they are scared that all of their plans are not working. And you know, unfortunately, when people are really scared, they they try even more crazy things. So we kind of have to be ready in 2024 for the most crazy things to come. But we trust in a Lord who who fights the battles for us. You know, and I love that song. You know, this is how I fight my battles. It's all about worshiping God, and that's the way we fight. We fight. Uh, we fight by remembering the good things being thankful, praising God for those good things, and we will actually see um, victory. And so, I, you know, I, I, that's why I think tonight is so important for us to go through the year and just enumerate the wins, all the wins that happened this year. Yeah, and, there, you know, we've spoken before about that this coming election in 2024 is a, a zero-sum game and that we are in an information war. We are actually in war right now. And uh, when you are in long-term war, you have to know when to push forward hard and stay in the fight and when to take that quick break to refresh and get the right perspective. And so when you feel like there's a, a loss of a battle or something overwhelming is coming, remember how many battles did the, the patriots in, in the uh, the Revolutionary War, how many did they uh, actually win? And it, uh, it's the end of the game that's the most important. And just know there is a lot going on under the waterline. So yes, it is a zero-sum uh, game. There's only going to be one winner, and we know it's a dark versus light. But all you need is one little candle, and the light disappears. 
Amen. That's right. That's right. I agree. Speaking of the light, uh, we had the light of the world. We celebrated a uh, very famous birthday, and uh, that was the birth of our Lord Jesus. Uh, It's the day we've chosen to uh, celebrate, which is December 25th. Uh, not that it actually happened on that day, but uh, we need to have a date to um, to celebrate. And so that we did. How was your Christmas? I, we haven't had a show last week because it was actually on Christmas. It's the first show that we haven't done since our existence uh, over two years now, about two and a half years. And we have uh, that was the first time. And so uh, how was your Christmas? Uh, mine was fantastic. I, I spent um, Christmas morning with my wife and daughter, as I always do, presents under the tree, the traditional thing. I went over to my uh, brother-in-law's house, my wife's uh, brother. I had some really great time. Um, yeah, it was, just a, it was overall just a wonderful, relaxing time just to refresh and to renew and just to remember, remember what we're fighting for, I think, you know, to remember the fa- family and um, the gospel and people having the freedom to hear the gospel and preach the gospel. You know, those are the, the some of the things we're fighting for. Yeah, and mine was fabulous too, Ron. Thank you for asking. Uh, I was with uh, grandchildren, uh, mm-hmm. and in Arizona, so it was not a white Christmas. <laughs> it was a sunny and beautiful Christmas. But there is something about children that reminds you of the wonder, and it's not just the mystery of what's under the tree. It's the wonder of the goodness of God, the wonder of the greatest gift of all, the wonder of the season, the wonder of this story that we're in, that although we are in, we talk a lot about this fight for America, um, we're in a bigger story. That's a, um, a narrative within the great cosmic meta narrative called, called God's greatest story when he sent Jesus to defeat the devil uh, and he um, he put all the uh, enemy under his feet, and now it's our turn to enforce that victory. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we uh, we had a great Christmas. I spent uh, time with both sides of our family, my wife's side and then my side, and we've done that every year since we've been married. So over thirty years, we've been uh, doing this uh, two sided thing, and it, it it's good. Um, been a little easier in recent years one takes the uh, christmas eve the other one takes christmas so instead of trying to squeeze them both in on the same day i did have a a christmas card i wanted to i saw this and i it really resonated with me uh you know and it's uh so i just want to wish a merry uh, christmas uh, america and that's the top one where you see the uh the red counties and then uh, happy holidays to the rest of you and uh you know we we want to Wish you uh, both, uh, both, you know, people for and against um, the same. So anyway, yeah. just thought I'd send that out via. That's hilarious. Right there. <laughs> you know, yeah. I had one, um, one kind of win I wanted to say. You know, and you guys are familiar with this. That you know, this last year we had three groups of people within our church or our network of people um, take the biblical citizenship class. You know, like three different groups of thirty people going through it. And, you know, I've just seen a major shift in our county, um, Christians becoming active. You know, what we've been talking about, you know, patriots becoming Christians and Christians becoming patriots. I've seen a lot of Christian friends of mine becoming patriots and um, learning about um, the founding fathers and what are, you know, the principles of our constitution. So and I, and I noticed, too, that what's also kind of connected to that is the um, the Republican Assembly, the Republican 
party and then a bunch of people that are like mildly Christian, but are learning more about their roots. And while they move more about their roots, they're becoming more in, um, passionate about Christ themselves. So it's been a real win in that area. And, and, and Chris is, you know, knows this because she was, has been a part of the central committee for the GOP uh, uh, out of that, over this last year, we had probably 13 people uh, that are loosely connected to that group of people step in to run and play a role in the, the Republican central committee. So that's a, that's a big MAGA win because those people are all patriots. They're not, they're not rhinos. They're people that are saying, listen, I want to, I want to see this party changed and protected. And, you know, one of the major things that the, 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 the Republican party has been talking about was getting rid of natural marriage and getting rid of pro-choice and pro-life out of their platform. And I'm like, heck no, I'm going to be a part of stopping that from happening. Cause I, that that's, that's what makes us, those are two of the major things that makes us very different than the other party. So I know those are, those are, those are wins, you know, personal, both personal, but also County wins, you know? Yeah. I think that's a great example of um, one of the things that as we, we work forward in changing this nation, we got to do it with integrity. And so one of the things that uh, what you're bringing up is that the, the GOP platform is thinking, well, that will give me more diversity and more votes in certain um, demographics. And I just want to encourage us that the, the ends does not justify the means, Try. that we have got to stay on character with integrity, that we don't need to shift some, some basic premises that we started out with. They are strong, they are good, and anytime we shift away from that, we're going into shaky ground. We're, we're going into a foundation that is not going to lead us into a good place. So again, the ends does not justify the means. That's a lot of what we see in Congress right now is that there's a lot of uh, conniving and cheating and deceit. And even in, in various parties, they, they think, well, if I get the end that I think is good, it's okay to lie. It's okay to cheat. It's okay to deceive. It's okay to manipulate. And this year, 2024, I would like us all to go through an open door of transparency. And one of the biggest things is let's not have all these secrets anymore, all these secret handshakes and secret societies, secret fl uh, slush funds, secret um, black ops situations in the CIA. If we were a government that had open books that people could see, apart from real national security, obviously, then I think that there would be a unification in both parties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think transparency, I've just reading um, history, I have yet to find a real story where somebody compromised and uh, to get more and it worked out good. It always comes at a, a cost. It always comes at a cost, you know? Yeah. And uh, so. Well, that the the devil's the greatest quid pro quo or there is. He lures yeah. you into something with, with bats's eyelashes and then suddenly you realize you're in a in a spider web and you can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, let's jump right in. There is a lot yeah. to cover. There it, it, this was a great year. I mean, this was a year that we we were on uh with StreamYard 
and we did shows. You know, the year before we were we were actually in the studio. We didn't have as much um, web presence. I mean, we we had cameras set up in the studio, but uh, we really focused in on this. So, uh, starting, let's just let's just start January third, our first show. We had a big focus on Kevin McCarthy. He's trying to insert himself as the speakership of the you know, and the MAGA Republicans were giving him a, a hard time. Um, not necessarily King a hard of the time. Yeah, they were calling him out for what he was. You're a rhino. And if you want our vote, you're, we're going to hold you to the fire on some principled uh, items. And so they went, what, 15 rounds? Yeah, they, they did. He was ele elected on 15 rounds. You know, I think that it was the most drama in government that we saw all year. So if I were to put a title on that that first week, um, it was, they were in there for four days battling it out long hours. And it was uh, quite entertaining to watch as an outsider about uh, what was going on. And we know that Matt Gates and uh, Lauren Boebert, they were, they were kind of leading the opposition. And then, I mean, even uh, Donald Trump was brought up as a suggested candidate for Speaker of the House. <laughs> and then he was taken off and there was so much interesting drama. So I want to um, put this as the most dramatic moment uh, in, in our Congress all year long. Yeah, yeah and I, I would agree, I agree with that. I would say also what's interesting about that is that, you know, a lot of the Democrats were saying, oh, look at the Republicans are fighting amongst themselves and they don't know what they're about. And they're like, no, this is what happens when principled men and women have debate about what they want to see happen in their government. The Democrats have no principle. So they did. Well, as long as we're in power, that's all we care about. And I, I thought it was a very great demonstration of what the, the founding fathers actually envisioned the that the the. the the Congress would be like is they would have, be fighting it through. They would argue it out. They would really not just go along to get along. They would actually based on principle and on facts, they would hold each other accountable. And that's the key is we need a government that's held accountable. Yeah. And, and remember why McCarthy got elected was because he made certain promises to um, those that uh, were holding out and they were waiting and waiting and they pressed him into a corner and said, you have got to promise this list. And they handed him a list of things. And he finally conceded and said, yes, I will push for those with my integrity. I will make this go forward. And then there was a unanimous vote for Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Right. And of course, nine months later, he didn't do any of those things and they removed him. Talk about. I mean, just what a, that's a victory right there to me. You know, we're starting off with they held him, like they gave him a list of accountability, and then he didn't do it. And then they ha they got they got rid of him. And then, of course, he then he quit later. Right. He, he quit, you know, and so yeah, it just showed his true intentions. You know, if I can't be the quarterback, you know, I think even Nancy Pelosi called him out, you know, or someone compared at least she stayed with the team, you know. He, uh, but, you know, and, and then the following week, January 10th, we, we covered more of it as more was developing. And that's where they put those, you know, those requirements down. Uh, January 18th, our third show, uh, Trump was uh, trapping the deep state with Joe Biden as the Judas go. What we were showing there was that he uh, the more things that Joe Biden was doing, he was setting himself for his own traps because he was accusing Donald Trump of certain things, pushing for things. And it's like, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. And then January 24th um, was actually a pretty good 
just more exposure happening with Joe Biden. You know, he yeah. the classified documents, his taxes mm -hmm. now. Um, you know. I call that the biggest red pill of the year because that was really, I think, for us, it was the beginning of showing and demonstrating the uh, not just is there a two-tiered justice system um, on the outside of the government, but uh, everybody could see uh, that uh, with the pic. I mean, the biggest picture that I remember is um, Biden's Corvette and these boxes in his garage in Delaware, kind of with the grease stains on the concrete. It's like, uh, yeah, there there seems to be a two-tier justice system as there are classified documents that were obviously not allowed by um, before uh, Biden was president versus um, Trump going with the FBI raid in Mar-a-Lago where he was, uh, he was very much um, given the right as an exiting president to have certain classified documents. So that was my biggest red pill. I think that went across broad spectrum that everybody began to see something in our government was fishy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and, I, I what, and then what was really ramping up at that time, you know, in the second month of January and then into February was the Ukraine war and, you know, the talk of giving tanks, um, supplying tanks directly to, to, to Ukraine to fight Russia, you know, and then of course we find out, you know, a year later that 400,000 men have been lost in Ukraine in this war with Russia. And, and, you know, and, you know, we went into multiple reviews of why this was a bad idea. Um, it, it just felt like the military industrial complex, the, the perpetual war machine as Vivek Ranswamy likes to call it, is it was just pumping the media just pumping it out just to get people to give money to ukraine money to ukraine and, and, and making putin this horrible horrible i mean he is you know he's not a great guy but they you know misrepresenting i think a lot of what was going on there and just pouring money into a country to secure the border of ukraine when we're not even securing our own border so that was that was a big deal starting in the um you know february, february yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think too, we, we got to see just how classless Zelensky was as he visited the Congress in his green T-shirt and his sweatpants and how many people um, just kowtowed to him. It, it was such a mystery as though he was a national hero and that uh, he was getting attention that just seemed so undeserving. Yeah. Yeah. It just showed how sold out uh, politicians have become, you know, with the laundering and stuff, as we'll cover later in the year. Um, but, you know, that was, I think, our first step in indirectly being involved in that war. Before, we were kind of hands off saying, well, we, we support you. But now it's like we're actually giving arms against uh, yeah. Russia, which, you know, Russia is a major power. And so that was, a, I think, an escalation, uh, definitely. And of course, you know, once that happens and people start looking into it, you got to you got to make some distractions in the following week. You know, February 8th, we did uh, the Chinese spy balloon and Hunter's uh, Biden's ties to the Ukrainian bio labs that kind of came out. And so that was uh, very interesting. Yeah, I just yeah, want to call that the, the strangest thing of the year. 
was the Chinese spy balloon. That whole story was yeah. weird as they followed it across the the western northwestern United States. And and it, I mean, there were lots of memes that got an opportunity to be um, shown during that time. But it just felt like we were here. We all were like paralyzed by a, a balloon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, the, the ultimate example of look there squirrel. I mean, it's like a balloon, you know, like all the little kids, they stare up when a balloon goes into the sky, you know, and it's, it seemed very similar to that. <laughs> uh, you know, also that week too, uh, just showed how dark the Grammys were, you know, they had the Sam Smith's demonic, total satanic, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Grammy performance that week. So it's like, you know, we're looking at the balloon and then all of a sudden you see this just absolute dark, darkness you know and i don't know you're more into uh, into the prayer warrior uh bit there chris you know but the, it seemed like the altars were being set up at that grammy uh grammy awards you know just opening up something because it was dark yeah even and it's in our face now isn't it as they show uh who the elites in hollywood uh, are worshiping and giving giving their ritual admonition and uh praise to yeah and of course that that's right in the neighborhood you know a week later um the twitter is in front of congress having to answer congress is now asking some tough questions pointing the finger like hey what what are you guys up to it looks like you have um you have downplayed hunter biden's laptop you know anyone that said that was uh real they were taken off that, oh, that's that's a conspiracy, you know, and, and so they were being called out on the uh, on the carpet for that one. And so they really uh, played that one. Yeah, I remember that one, too, because they, they didn't let off easy. They really hammered uh, those Twitter execs, you know. So my hat's off to, to Elon, you know. Yeah. Now, now was this more. before the purchase? Was this this is before the purchase, right? It hadn't yet been purchased. I think he already did it and he was allowing because um, the Twitter files were starting to come out. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Twitter files were coming out. You know, and, and what was neat about that was that they had, they had, you know, key, very um, liberal reporters reporting um, that this, you know, the Twitter Rolling had, Stone yeah. magazine. Yeah. That was yeah, a Rolling key Stone. shift. Wasn't it? In a lot of the information war was uh, that's when Matt Taibbi and uh, some of the others, began um, actually doing their own personal research. And we uh, we got to see some things we hadn't seen before. And I'd like to say, uh, as far as biggest impact, I think that when Elon purchased Twitter, something happened for me. It was suddenly Twitter became a resource for me that I really wasn't able to use um, as a researcher that much unless I wanted to just see the blue side. But now, uh, and if you go out there, now it has a very good search engine. If you go to the search structure, it allows you to look, uh, put in a subject matter, and it will pull up both sides of the issue from various accounts. And you, it's really um, an exciting platform now. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh big changes, you know, that, that, that would be the biggest change. And we'll, we'll, we covered it a bunch of weeks in the future, uh, of this date. Um, just how big an impact it was this year. I would say that is probably one of the biggest impacts of the whole entire 
fight between good and evil is having Twitter, which was used for evil, now more neutral and even being used for good. And, and you know, one man happens to be the richest in the world or one of them, you know, had to, had to buy it out. But, you know, it also destroyed that argument that people said, you know, oh, that's a conspiracy. They didn't do shadow banning. They didn't do And those Twitter files came out and they showed literal proof behind the curtain, you know, what these what the algorithms that were written and stuff. They they specifically said, you know, Ted Cruz, we want you to downplay his his post. And uh, there were a couple other conservatives you know, and then just showing how they were literally taken off and everyone's saying that and like liberal or neutral people are like, I don't, I don't believe that at all, you know? So it really came out. So that was, a yeah, good I think one. of guys, um, guys like clandestine who was taken off when he pointed out that there were like uh, 16 bioweapons labs on the border of uh, Ukraine and, Ukraine. and uh, Russia. Yeah, and in Ukraine, and so when when Putin had actually said, you know, one of the reasons we're going in is to secure those weapons labs, and the reason that we're going to do that is what we know they're there because we built them back during the day, you know, in the days, and they're being, you know, they're not under they're not secured, and so you know, um, clandestine was taken off of Twitter for for explain, you know exposing all of that now he's now he's back up and you know one of the things that was interesting about the the debate and the discussion in at the in the house committee was they said you know they said to these guys twitter execs um, which one of you is went to medical school and did you go to medical no none of them went to medical school but they are banning yeah. like the most prolific virologist and cardiologist in the world dr peter mccullough yeah. they banned him from twitter and he is like the most peer reviewed published cardiologist in the world and they banned him see and yeah. it just it just came very clear that there was a uh, rules for thee but not for me you know and and just the censorship that was how wicked that censorship was so and do you find it interesting that you know that that's uh, february 14th we covered that and there was a lot of attention on that and what one week later all of a sudden there's this thing about uh you know east palestine Ohio with the train wreck and all the chemicals that spilled. And there was a lot of focus in on that. And of course, you know, Biden administration, they were, I think in Ukraine or uh, yeah, Ukraine, Kiev at the time, or, or went there after it happened, they didn't even visit Ohio, you know, so there was a totally a, uh, just a very terrible thing on the Biden administration's uh, part, you know, not yeah, coming it, there to was the like aid. zero. And there's yeah. a pattern here, like and we'll talk later about Maui and how little the Biden administration yeah. did for Maui. But, you know, how they how little they're doing for a place in America, but they're doing all of this work for a different country somewhere across the globe. That just shows you the globalistic mindset of this administration. Yeah, they, they care more about their purposes, you know, in other places in the world than they care about the people who they they, they are supposed to be serving, but of course Biden's stuck his finger in the chest of that guy and told him, I don't work for you. And that's been become very, very clear that he doesn't work for us. Um, and interesting, one of the things I'm showing here too, is that this is our actual um, wake the bear radio web, wake the bear radio website has all the, all the past shows. So you can go watch them. If any one of them, you wanted to review, you just go to, you know, type in wake the bear radio um, and you can come go to our website and, all of our shows are all listed here. And Ron has done a fantastic job of keeping these all up to date, all with memes. And um, yeah, so just I'm just showing that off for a little bit here. It's pretty good. Pretty good work, Ron. Thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's it's very easy to find a show. And sometimes the picture helps. Mm -hmm. You just click on that and I'll take you to a, mm -hmm. that page itself uh, where you can get auto, you know, an audio or a video, you know, stream it, whatever. And so, uh, yeah, absolutely. But it was interesting in that 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 cycle there, you know, the focus on the investigation uh, Twitter and then boom, that happens, you know, the train. It's like change the news cycle. And then a week later, yes. you know, people are waking up. And uh, well, they are waking up. Let me just make a comment about that, too, because not only was was Biden out of the country, but the transgender Pete Buttigieg. Uh, he, yes. I don't know if he was still off on paternity or maternity. I don't know whether he's the thinks he's the mother or the father, but um, whether he's off on leave. But but it um, just goes to show you that. Um, he, he just wasn't able to make a strong presence there that made the people there in um, East Palestine, uh, Ohio, feel comfortable. They felt abandoned. They, they were angry, and it was a nonpartisan thing. And it also was the beginning of several train derailments um, and yeah, chemical that was a big deal. factory uh, situations. Yeah. So it, I, I don't know whether it was like a beta test or what it was, but uh, the chemicals just happened to go out right where the river was and they dumped into the river, just those cars. And then it, it was the water source all downhill, downstream. And then we saw those fish die and, I mean, it was not a good time uh, for Ohio, and there was no leadership uh, available. Yeah. 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 I, I think you know, it's going to be a food source, too, uh, coming yes, in the I years know. ahead. Yeah. They, there was like 100 different food places that had burnt down. Um, one of them had a plane crash into it. I mean, all kinds of just bizarre, you mm -hmm. know, things that happened to the to the food sources. And um yeah, so that that was that was a big deal. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's helped us as patriots begin to go. Wait a minute, we need to take care of our supply lines. Something's going on with our supply lines. Yeah, yep, yeah, definitely. Well, a lot of people were waking up. I mean, you know, the celebrities. I think the next week we we found like Woody Harrelson on SNL dropping major red pills. You know about the COVID narrative, and you you know Hollywood. They were pushing it so hard, you know, get your shot, get your shot. And here you had somebody. And, you know, that's actually what SNL was all about. You know, they always were on the edge, you know, almost taboo. And and so it was nice to see they actually did go on the edge because the, the common narrative was support, you know, COVID, uh, the jab. And, and so you had, I think, Harrelson, if I remember right, it's been a while, but he was just. Yeah. He apart. was railing on it. He was like, let's just, I, you know, I had this whole idea for a show and it was all about, let's just say that all the world's elites got together and, uh, and made everybody st stay home and take uh, their drugs. You know, it was like, and he, and he did it in such a way that he kind of slowly sneaked it in. You weren't sure what he was talking about. And then you finally figured out and everybody went, went Oh, you know, and uh, you yeah. know, that's a classic. I mean, that, that's clip. And I say this over and over again, Saturday night live has obviously a long time ago ceased to be relevant. Uh, because they would only parody the the right, they would never parody the left, and the par the left had so much material to parody. 
um, yeah. so much material to make jokes about and, and they just let it go. And they would have been funny if they would have just been gone back with how it used to be, where they would just make fun of both sides and, uh, they just would not do it. So yeah, night Definitely. shows, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel, all of them, they just lost their humor. This was where we saw, but this whole show was about when uh, the win that some of the celebrities were, were waking up. I think of Chappelle, um, I can't remember his first name, but he got on there and yeah, started talking about it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a new show out right now. Uh, um, Roseanne and uh, Tim. Uh, now I'm blanking out on his last name. It uh, did tool time. Oh, um, Tim. Um, yeah. I can't think of his name. Uh, Alan, name. Alan, uh, Tim Allen. Yeah. Tim Allen. Yeah. The two are, are have a show together now. They outdid. Uh, it was a morning show. I think they outdid uh, the view, you know, so that was just like, wow. This past week. So, yeah, they're both conservatives. They both agreed to do something together. Riley Gaines is going to be kind of a regular on Roseanne's show. Um, and so she's coming back, hopefully with a vengeance. Um, I've heard some good things. I, her and I think Tucker, you know, it was a week or so ago. So, so yeah, celebrities are. And if those celebrities get a lot of support, then Hollywood's going to say, I guess we know where the country's at, you know? And uh, oh, she's not holding back either. I mean, she talks a lot about MK Ultra. She uh, yeah. was part of that program, and uh, she talks about satanic ritual abuse and what she saw in Hollywood. So she is not one that is kind of tiptoe in the tulips, and she's no different than she's ever been. She's bold in body, but uh, her her voice is strong, and it's clear and it is full of accuracy so i think it's it's a good voice to have it so that's going to be like a regular show is that what you're saying yeah that's what it's looking like yeah from from the wow. post i'm seeing so i mean you know how hollywood is they're they're money driven and somebody says hey if somebody's if, if people are going to watch this show we can do advertising with it you know and well so. i bet it's not brought to you by pfizer <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, the following right, week, Trump went to CPAC. That was uh, the beginning of uh, March. And that, that had a big crowds, a lot of people, a lot of clips. You know, Trump is getting more bold as people are waking up, seeing these things. There's just so much ammunition given to him. So that was a strong uh, week. So we covered that CPAC. Yeah, and that was kind of, um, remember how early Trump actually uh, announced his candidacy? He was the first um, first candidate in the Republican uh, Central, uh, the uh, National Republican Party to do that. And CPAC is when we began to see some of the other uh, front runners come out of the woodworks. That's where we saw... Um, uh, we definitely saw Don, uh, Ron DeSantis and uh, we saw Nikki Haley begin to uh, make some some comments. The funny thing about CPAC is they they try to give a united front. So the, all the players were there and on stage, but they hadn't quite gotten at, um, formed there what they weren't about and how they were different from one another. So CPAC is when uh, we saw all the players begin to come out on stage. Didn't some of them get heckled by the crowd themselves, Ooh, though? Yeah, yeah <laughs> so he, he, they, I guess they didn't get the memo. They So they called a spade a spade, and they called out some. I remember some of those things, which I thought was really encouraging. It's like, okay, the party is not asleep. 
or the people. Yep. That that was that was a trend we saw all last year. I mean, I, I even think when um Trump was up uh, campaigning and he had Lindsey Graham up there and they just booed him the whole time. They wouldn't even yeah booed him as a rhino and he's like he gave Lindsey Graham a chance to get booed by the whole the whole part his whole you know constituency. So yeah, so we're yeah. you know these are these are wins that we're we're seeing. We're definitely seeing some wins. Uh, there was a loss that came with the bankrupt of some of the banks. But um, I think that that was kind of a shakeup. It was just kind of to make us aware of how um, tenant, you know, like tenuous the, the financial systems are um, in our in our in our state and in, in our nation. You know, the Silicon Valley Bank, um, one of the largest bank failures in history happened at that time. Um, and what was happening right during that time was the exposure of the J6 videos just starting to come out. Um, and the select committee was, you know, causing a bunch of deception, right? Remember that they were yeah. just like only selecting the select committee was only selecting certain videos to, to show. And it was a complete garbage, you know, but I think that the, the, the history of, the, you know, it's constant, this whole thing, well, look here, not here, you know, look here, not here. You know, I, I don't know what you guys took from the whole, the bank, um, disruption there. Well, I, I think, uh, go on, go on. Chris. Well, for me, I I began to reconsider where my money was, not just at um, vulnerable banks, but I, I know that we have seen quite a few um, near bankruptcies or um, trouble in major banks, Chase Bank, Bank of America, um, Wells Fargo. Uh, there, there have been quite a few of what we would call some of our national uh, strong banks that have had some shaky times. And uh, even a couple of weeks ago, there was rumor that the Federal Reserve um, was going to go into default uh, because of our national debt and that there would be some massive closure. So I think it was the beginning of people being aware of, hey, I need to think about where my money was is because what used to be secure um, is no longer secure. And I think that's a good idea. We all need to, to know that um, uh, they only keep 10% of all of our money and they are working everything else off of our money. They've taken our money and they're making their investments. So if they go belly up, they don't have our money. Yeah, and there's been a lot of closures. I was just hearing uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott um, share about that. And just this year alone, they've had over 2,000 branches, bank branches close. And and the year before, they had quite a few too, over 1,000. Uh, so they're definitely been closing the last couple of years, uh, I think since 2020. Uh, surprise, right? Um, but yeah, and, and that um, that video footage was the the first round that, you know, Tucker had a bunch and he only sh shared a little bit, but it got the shaman off within days. You know, the guy with the the horns, Yes. you know, and it just showed just how absurd that narrative from the unselect committee uh, portrayed, you know, that these guys are kicking down doors and doing all this stuff. And it just showed that quite the opposite, you know, officers uh, escorting and checking, oh, this door's locked. Oh, okay, I won't go there. You know, let's say a prayer for the officers. God bless them. You know, all that stuff came out and it was so opposite of what they were saying. So it, it was the first, you know, a crack in the dam of that story for, for at least, uh, you know, the normies.
So yeah, it went from it went from showing only the violent stuff to showing oh the people were walking through and they were they were escorted they stayed inside they picked things up you know they the people that, you know, yeah. it just showed and it just showed like uh, you know that the presentation of the J six committee was completely one sided and mm -hmm. it, and everybody knows it you know and you know and then then of course like you said Jacob Chansley was actually escorted through and they actually opened the doors for him and let him in and they showed the video. And then, like you said, the next day he got off. But if you remember, it was just very little, there was very little that was shown. And then I think what happened is Tucker went silent for a while. You remember that? Yeah. He was there still was like, um, employed by Fox news. Yeah. And Probably so muzzled him. he did have some things, although he had the, um, the singular right, I think to bring forward the story, he was going through the material, but uh, he didn't leave Fox News until May of last year. And so um, that there, I believe he was noticed, he was probably making some plans or he was waiting for his exit. Um, but I think he saw some handwriting on the wall and he was having to decide, am I staying or am I going? Yeah, that was a major win, I believe, uh, the, the release of those tapes. Uh, so I consider that one of the major wins of 2023. Uh, we should probably keep moving on. We're about 40 minutes in and uh, we're about a fourth of the year in. Yeah, um, go, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So the next week, uh, Trump, can he be jailed? So we talked about that. And we also talked about why is uh, Tucker so quiet, just as you mentioned. So it was like we had all this footage, didn't get shown uh, the week after. Trump momentum was building, uh, you know, that that uh, rally at Waco. It was really start, people were really starting to see, you know, I think after seeing these things happen, that the J6 videos release, people are excited. And so there's this momentum uh, as we're getting out of winter and going into the spring, you know, uh, Trump's his momentum is growing. And then uh, then we did an analysis on uh, April 4th. It was we called it Trump's Passion Week. Uh, you know, play off of the Passion Week where Jesus went through lots of trials before he actually ultimately was crucified. But we looked at the similarities that, you know, the uh, the opponent, the, the deep state in this case with Trump, they they literally break their own rules to get him down. Right. I mean, they, they bend the rules. They, they break the rules, you know, false uh, narratives, false uh, confessions, um, false witnesses. Uh, things like that. And so we were just looking at the the similarities. You know, Jesus was falsely accused. Uh, oh, you know, you threatened to tear down the temple. You said you'll tear it down, you know, and and you just et cetera, et cetera. You know, they, they had their their trial, you know, what, at night or the Sabbath. I can't remember that one, you know, just all kinds of things just to get them. We got to get them. Let's just we'll break our rules. And and so we saw that. And then. uh if yeah, well, I want to say one thing about that too. We yeah, we often it. make a we often make a comparison, you know, about what the deep state is willing to do against Trump and how similar the 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 point is not that that Trump is similar to Jesus. The point right. is that the the devil is the same every time. He takes you know the 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 saints of the past and he does the wicked things over and over again. And this is what they're willing to do to Trump, you know, and who is who's not part of them. And, you know, so that, yeah, people like to, you say, Oh, see, you're, you're making Trump into Jesus. No, we're not, we're not saying we, there's no one that compares to Jesus, but when you take a man who's do, fighting for something righteous and uh, you, you, sometimes you make analogies to how the, the evil uses the same tactics it used against Christ. So 
against Thanks the Lord and against that. his. That's true. Yeah, Psalm two says against the Lord and against his anointed. Right. So the Bible says that the devil and the nations rage against the Lord and against his anointed one and his saints. So. Yeah. Good, good, good clarification. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. And then the following week, uh, uh, April 11th, where the war drums are beating, we called it. It was the news cycle. They were starting to push Ukraine more. The war is escalating. But they also started bringing in Taiwan. You know, we were hearing speculation about China. You know, China was doing some things, um, the flying zones and things like that and, and had their eye on Taiwan. And we're like, wow, you know, now we got a war in Ukraine and, and Taiwan. Can, mm -hmm. can the U.S. actually uh, handle both of those? So, you know, things were starting are still starting to heat up. They haven't, they haven't eased up. Yeah. And then we did see an uptick in, uptick in uh, violence. We covered um, the next week, we called it a mad, mad, mad world where things are just heating up the violence uh, within the country and outside the country. So, um, but then we moved to the tale of two networks. That was a very interesting, I don't know if it happened exactly the same week, but two top people from two totally opposite news agencies. You had Tucker Carlson removed, and I believe he was removed for telling too much truth. Truth. And then you had Don Lemon, who uh, told so many lies. I think people stopped watching him that his ratings went down so low. For so for telling too little truth, um, he got let off. And so both of these guys were major, uh, major players for their their. Um, news agencies and they're both yeah. were released. And isn't it interesting that Tucker was released and he was the Fox's number one commentator watched. Yeah. He had more views than show. anyone else on Fox, but they, um, they let him go so that you could see that there is a bigger agenda behind um, them other than uh, ratings. Yeah, 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 definitely. They, they care more about their ideology. They they want to control the narrative. They and you know, and we're finding out how many rhinos are actually in control of the the Democratic. I mean the the um, the GOP. You know how many rhinos are in control of the media? Um, and you know that 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 really CNN. We found out that that Fox is really just controlled opposition. You know, yeah, we'll let you we'll let you say a certain amount of truth, but don't say that. Don't don't expose. The, the overall arching plans of the cabal and of the deep state. And, you know, once they're released from that control, I mean, look, look how much power they have now. I mean, Don Lemon is tearing it up. Everybody's it's all about Don Lemon. We we're getting so much amazing stuff. Oh, wrong guy. That's right. It's Tucker. Don Tucker. who, you know, Don, Don Lemon's gone. I, I haven't heard anything about him, uh, but Tucker, man, he is just on fire. I mean, even the on debates X. they had when they had the uh, Demo uh, the Republican uh, National Committee debates, you know, they had a, a few, I don't know, 2 million people watch. They had 25 million people watch uh, Tucker's interview with Donald Trump on the same night. And it rose to like 218 million views. That's what it was. Yeah, it was way yeah, beyond 250 that, yeah. million views. So, you know, if it wasn't the same people watching over and over again, you reached more than half, you know, two thirds of the nation there. Yeah. And instead of like a 12 minute commentary, he's doing one to one and a half hour deep dives into uh, issues that he is really curious about and wants to ask questions about with no uh, censorship. Yeah. 
So it was a great thing letting him go. Uh, he's I mean, that is probably bird. one of the biggest wins. I mean, I, I would say Tucker Carlson leaving yeah. Fox is one of the biggest wins of 2023. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just exposing the wickedness. And now, and now he's unleashed. Like, he's talking about JFK. He's talking about UFOs. And, the re, you know, he is going deep into stuff. He is going and talking to the police chief son that day on J6. He's talking to General McGregor about the war on Ukraine. He is going and talking about all kinds of topics. And then, you know, and then, of course, later, you know, we will get into that later. But guys like, you know, Alex Jones got back on. You've got Joe Rogan has the highest highest viewership of any t- person on the Internet. Like, and they're talking about all of these subjects that were taboo. And Joe Rogan's talking about Jesus. He's talking about bringing people on and talking about how, you know, Jesus Christ in the Bible is the greatest conspiracy that's actually true. And then, and he's, and he's going, you know, he's like, what the heck? Things are just totally <laughs> shifting in the internet be around these, these, the, the, these shifts. And I, I mean, these are the, to me, those are some of the greatest wins of 2023. Yep. Very encouraging. Absolutely encouraging. I mean, if you think about a year, year and a half ago where we were at and now where we're at now, my goodness, we, things are setting up quite, uh, quite favorably. So I, I'm really, uh, encouraged by this. Well, let's keep moving on. There wasn't a whole lot, you know, the beginning of May, we said Mayday, Mayday, a play on the words. We just did the news the next week, the flood of crazy. They talked about the coronation of Charles, uh, which it was kind of a nothing burger. I think, I, I don't know if a lot of people like Charles. I know that I, I just watched the crown their, their last, they finished their last season, six seasons. And it's the history of, uh, Queen Elizabeth from when she was young, very young to where to the very end almost. And um, Charles just wasn't portrayed that well, but um, well, not portrayed that well. I'm sh- they portrayed him quite well. It's just the kind of guy he is. He's a globalist, new world order. Um, I really lost a lot of respect for the crown with, with him. So um, yeah. And he's not just a average globalist. He is at the very top of the, the elite. And many people think he's, um, he is ruling from behind the scenes um, in the Luciferian Brotherhood. Wouldn't surprise me. So I, I didn't like the way he treated, you know, Diana personally. She went through a lot, you know, his unfaithfulness, just all kinds of things. But uh, the immigrants, we talked about the flood of immigrants. That was back in May. Nothing's let up. I mean, we are still by the thousands they are coming in every week. And so uh, that is definitely coming more and more into play, even as we speak. Uh, so it's not something that went away. Um, I, I just find, you know, how little, you know, how few um, Republicans there are that are actually speaking out against this. Like they are explaining why they think that the you know, administration is allowing this to happen or going into the details of they're just like ignoring it. Both sides, yeah. just ignoring it. I mean, you got to yeah. go to social media. You got to go to X. You got to go yeah. to Twitter. You got to go to YouTube to actually find out Instagram, you know, TikTok to find out what's actually going on. You got to have citizen journalists down there on the border telling us what's going right. on. And so, yeah, that's a big deal. But um, there's there's got to be a play here that the Patriots are allowing it to happen for a reason. I don't understand it, but. Well, what's interesting is there are more blue mayors now, blue state mayors that are having issues with the open borders because they're having to deal with the the tens of thousands of immigrants showing up in their cities. Yeah. 
Maybe, yeah, maybe that that's too, maybe the whole thing is to expose that whole you know sanctuary city garbage. Like you guys talk a big shop about you're all open yeah. to you know sanctuary cities, and then when you actually these places are getting flooded, you don't you don't want them in your you don't want them you don't want them at Martha's Vineyard. You don't want people yeah. in your backyard. You don't want them in your own house. You know, yeah. as long as they're yeah. far away, you can be a sanctuary city. When they actually in your city, you're like, whoa, wait a second. I mean, who was the governor that was like? Okay, we need to reevaluate this. I think it was the governor of New York said, "This can't work. This is not working." Yeah, it can't. Yeah, it's interesting because the 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 very next week, uh, the middle of May, uh, we did a thing on Tori Says. Uh, she did oh, yeah. a release on uh, the whole Hollywood mind control with the CIA and the CAA, just the control, and that's kind of what we're seeing with the whole flood of immigrants, where it's not being covered. It's part of a you know, mind control where they're, oh, it's not a big deal. It's not, you know, it doesn't really exist and things like that. But, you know, they did uh, do an interview. CNN did an interview with Trump. And do you remember that one? It was an arguing. I mean, I uh, forgot her name who who did the interview. She wore a white suit, you know, very much like those senators that they all like to wear their white pants suits, you know. Um, and she would just bicker with them saying, that's not true, Mr. President. That's not true, or, you know. And, uh, but he just it wasn't absolutely didn't interview at all, was it? It was no, an interrogation. Questions. That's right. But he dominated it, and he absolutely destroyed CNN because people saw just how bad it was, and he stood his ground. I mean, if it were somebody, anybody else, not just Biden, but anybody else, they probably would have crumbled the pressure. She would, and he would just come right back. Nope, nope, nope. And he'd finish his sentence, and he said, "That's not true." And so I was really impressed with just the stamina that uh, President uh, Trump had in that interview. And he knew he was going into, uh, you know, uh, enemy territory, but he was fully, I mean, he was fully loaded and ready to go, you know. So, um, and speaking of the Hollywood mind control, you know, they've done a new re release of Out of Shadows. Too. Yeah. We heard about that at the um, America Reawakened tour that we were on a few weeks ago. Yeah, still one of the best movies of the, of that kind I've ever seen. It was just really well done, but it also had enough imagery. It wasn't just a sit down interviews, you know, imageries of Mike Smith's background and, and things like that. That really was uh, enjoyable to watch at the same time. It's disturbing, but enjoyable, meaning, you know. We're, we're trained now for clips, 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 you know, and so yeah. he did a and really good one job. Of the original red pill movies and, and it's sequel uh, that we were able to, to show at a movie night of into the light. Yeah. Yeah. And we showed both of those at uh, convergence uh, church. Yeah. That was awesome. Okay. Yeah, uh, the, one I, that I, I overlooked. Say, go on real quick. I want to say one thing about that. I think that that's, those are big wins because wake the bear radio showed three or four key films to wake up the populace, you know, you know, showing those at convergence, having our church, let it, let us show those films really woke up a lot of people. And um, so I, I, that's, that was, the, to me, that's a huge win. Um, Again, the movie that the Tory says exposed was called uh, watch the, enjoy the show. Remember that was the name of it. Enjoy oh, the show. Was, yeah. So enjoy the show out of shadows. Uh, into the light you know the, the police state we showed the, that film and we, we showed um the Ten Thousand mules um although i think that was 22 right Ten Thousand mules I think there are like two thousand mules yeah yeah well there, there was ten thousand they only showed they want they only showed the two thousand that went ten times right that was the ten whole thing. times yeah if you did like five or six or something like that it went over ten thousand so 
Well, the next week, uh, May 23rd, we covered the Durham report. And that was one I had overlooked. I forgot all about that one. But the, the Durham report came out and he was very non-biased. He was by the book, they said. And what it showed was that, which we already knew, Trump was clear of any Russia collusion. And he clearly showed that. But also a conclusion was that the FBI, the DOJ, uh, the Biden and Obama and Hillary Rodden Clinton, they were all guilty of conspiring to overthrow an election and to, to do a smear campaign. So he not only found uh, President Trump to be clear of these charges, he also found that these other people were definitely in a conspiracy against him. Um, and so that was a great victory. In fact, that's what really laid down the groundwork for saying that was a hoax. And it was proven because of the Durham report. Yeah. And uh, I think yeah, something that was helpful with that, although it was at first disappointing for me, is that it showed patriots there is not going to be this one big thing. And then all of a sudden, everything's going to shift and you're going to have your country back. Because I know a lot of people were pointing at the Durham report. They thought when that comes out, um, things are going to shift. There's going to be arrests. There's going to be indictments. Yeah. And uh, we're going to see um, uh, people walking in the the perk walk, and and that didn't happen. In fact, it was almost flat to me. Um, not because what he said wasn't uh, well put together, but I think that it had been built up so much that when people thought, "Oh, this is the time," and so it's a lesson for us to realize, you know, there aren't these heroes that are coming like Trump, like Durham. Um, there are people that are fighting their best on our behalf, but it really, we must do our part. We've got to yeah. do our local governance. We've got to think globally, act locally, and we have to get in the show and not stay on the sidelines. Very good yeah, point. I think that's one, of the, one of the big things that, that we learned from 2023 is that, uh, you know, General Flynn, you quoted him, you know, think globally, but act locally. You know, a lot of people are getting involved or going to school board meetings or getting involved in their school boards or getting involved in their local cities. That's where the real battles are going to take place. That's where you're, you're going to really change and shift culture, because the reality is that there's still so many people that are asleep that are just mindlessly watching MSNBC and CNN. And those people all watched how they rolled out the Durham report and they rolled it out purposely flat and they made it flatter than it even was because they're just basically lying about everything that's coming out. I mean, and it, there's so much lies, but the good news is that there's now a counterbalance that's exposing the lies. So those people who are in that, you know, kind of that mind warp brainwash state, they're coming, they're kind of starting to wake up and in a matter of, you know, and that's really what we're dedicated to is helping yeah. wake those people up. So, yeah. Well, let me uh, package the next three uh, together. We had the uh, May 30th, we had the great American comeback where we talked a lot about target uh, Target was the second company to, to feel the heat of boycotts. Um, then we had a week of blockbusters. Uh, Sound of Freedom, we saw the sneak preview of that. Uh, Town Hall with Trump. And the E um, or G, uh, Edward Griffin movie, The Great Awakening. And then, mm -hmm. uh, then all of a sudden, as a response, you start seeing more indictments against Trump. And so those are about three weeks that we had covered. Uh, anything you want to say on those things? I know the boycott was uh, pretty good. It was like, okay, we can do this. You know, no more tucking bathing suits and all that. You know, boy girl confusion. Um, and so I was really uh, proud. You know, and, and and I'm proud to say that I have actually not shopped 
and purchased anything from Target since their bathroom issue, which was years Me too. ago. I have not I'm just like, and we used to go a couple times a month to Target, and we have not gone once. So I know we have one in our that. town. It'd be very convenient to buy certain things, and I'm just like, I can't, I'm sorry, I just can't go there. And then I'm quite, well, why? Why is it so important? I said, you know what? I just don't want my money going to somebody that supports that. Uh, you know, when it, someone you know, else that's holding the good things deserves, you know, my money. Yeah, if if Target came out and publicly apologized to, for that, that I would probably go to put Target again. But until that happens, I'm not. They 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 did not handle it well. That you know they did it. You know it's you know they're just succumbing to all this ESG and this you know equity and you know inclusion, EI. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, all of these these pressures. <laughs> Diversity, inclusion, equity, DEI. Did yeah. you hear, uh, just speaking of DEI, I know that um, it's just a short digression, that the University of Oklahoma actually removed their uh, DEI department from their yes. school and shut everything down there. There's also one, I believe, in Wisconsin, another school, major university in Wisconsin that did the, the same thing. So those of you who are thinking of getting a master's degree in diversity, equity, and inclusion might reconsider because it might be um, out of style in about a year. Yeah, probably. Well, let's move on to the end of June. I'm just... Um... Operation Underground Railroad was, you know, part of that sneak preview we saw. Then it finally came out, and that was, uh, you know, Sound of Freedom. And so we we covered this that it was a real hero going in there, and basically they bought it on an island, uh, you know, and and set up a sting operation. And uh, I was just really impressed with everything. The movie Jim Caviezel, you know, and uh, it was uh, a powerful, powerful organization. Um, and so, yeah, we had a actually, the beginning of wake the bear also our movie nights and we had it at an outside theater that, um, we get, we had, um, uh, some call-ins and we held a reception after each of the showings that we hosted to have questions and answers. And people came out of that movie stunned and disturbed. And so it gave people a place to bring their emotions and bring their questions as they maybe for the first time began to, to get face to face with the reality of child trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. The, the theater actually had to open up two more showings of it because we packed out the, the one showing they had there. So that was really, yeah. and then of course the, we had the, the discussion time was fantastic. Uh, we got um, a lot of people, a lot of patriots to sit around and talk and chat and get to know each other. And we kind of created a list of people who were, were who were standing against this. And then we even had um, some local heroes in our neighborhood here help um, with their organization, the Aruka Project. Um, yeah. Heather Good and uh, yeah, who else was there? Uh, Winslow. Yeah. yeah, they came and shared about their local um, program uh, to to combat uh, tra uh, human trafficking and to help the victims of trafficking come out and to be um, to be restored. Re rehabilitated, yeah, and restored. Yeah, that was uh, that was a great night. So if you're asking yourself, what can I do? Well, we knew this movie was coming out, so what we did is we just put an email out to people saying, "You got to see this movie. It's it's only going to be played once or twice, and uh, you know you ought to see it." And uh, got some pizza after, and we're gonna, you know, we rented out a little, 
corner of the the theater and just kind of had a bunch of tables and chairs and and had a live interview and so it didn't take much i mean you don't need to be specialized in anything to do that and so we were able to do that and it started something a movie night from that point on you know by the time we went to july 4th uh we had a show called uh, where there's smoke there's fire we talked about all the fires that were happening in france uh mm -hmm. there was a lot of pushback against you know this this globalist government uh, over in france but at the same time we had the peculiar fires in canada you know like thousands of them or hundreds of them started at the same time you know i remember we we're talking about that we're like how does that happen because there was no storm there, there was no lightning storms that started that and so um you know i i suspect foul play you know burning mm -hmm. away these natural resources or mm -hmm. whatever else reason but you know yeah, it was one of the first times we began to have some discussions about energized weaponry and the use of it possibly by the government or by some nefarious source. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, what are those called? WEDs? DEWs. Direct Energy Weapons. Direct Energy Weapons, yeah. Which and and it's interesting because most, most, people, most people don't even know about them. And the they government has done multiple documentaries on them for like the last 30 years that they have developed this technology so when we start bringing it up people go oh that's conspiracy but like, wait the government's already ex said exposed themselves they already said they have this technology the question is is it being used by for evil and nefarious and is that you know the cause or part of the cause of the maui fires the paradise fires the fires in canada and the you know the fires around the world and the answer yeah. probably is it, it, it probably is it's probably they're testing this technology out to see if they can do what they want to do with it. Yeah. yeah. The CZU fires. We had some here in Santa Cruz that were very odd. Yeah. You can see I, I, they used it in Vietnam. I mean, I remember hearing a guy that was very high up in the military saying, yeah, we, we actually created typhoons and weather control uh, for that. So, so uh, as a result of those shows, we did this thing on God's children are not for sale. We talked about companies that were boycotting, uh, boycotting other companies that were against children that were not supportive of children and how people would boycott actually those companies and then the next week was jim caviezel you know he started to get interviewed because of the, the success of that movie and as a result um he started dropping some uh, red pills about q you know and so they they, they created this straw man argument against against them to try to discredit the movie oh he's a QAnon weirdo you know and Jim Caviezel was just saying, hey, some of those things I read, they seem to be coming true. And, you know, he was he was open to it. And so I thought that was a great uh, red pill drop there. And then the next week we did do a Ruka project, which uh, they were there at that movie. But we also gave them a night where they can actually talk about what they do locally. You know, we have a local uh, organization and how they rebuild, renew and restore uh you know, young, young people, mostly young girls that have, have gone through this sex trafficking or, uh, abduction and stuff like that. So, you know, boots on the ground. So that was kind of a value added rather than just pulling news items off of, uh, mm -hmm. the internet or something, you know, we, we, we knew the, know these people, their dear sisters, uh, in Christ. And then, uh, this one, I didn't know much about the archers, uh, this one, I'm, I'm trying to remember that, uh, Devin Archer, he, he had a testimony, and I, he worked, I think he with confirmed, Hunter. he confirmed everything that Hunter was doing, the, the nefarious things that Hunter was doing and the, the, the major media companies tried to shut him down and discredit him. And he, he was, he was a partner with, uh, 
under it time. So he basically gave the truth. I think it, this is the time that the the text messages came out that, you know, the conversations about, um, uh, what was it, uh, Hunter texting people in the Chinese government and the Ukraine government telling them my father's sitting here right with me. And, he, and if we don't get the money, we're, you know, that's gonna, right. You know, it, it was a bunch of, of, of pure straight evidence you know and of course the media said there's no evidence absolutely no evidence that he's done any of this like no we have text messages we have bank records we have emails we have a entire laptop we have all the evidence that you would call evidence and you guys are saying there's no evidence which is just complete yeah. garbage and three years later the fbi still has hunter biden's laptop uh, in their possession isn't that amazing yeah crazy you know, uh, the, the next week uh, where President Trump, he retruthed uh, Dr. Jan Harper Hayes' interview. And that that interview with uh, Jan Hayes was, I mean, I did a bear pause, like within minutes of seeing it. I was mm -hmm. just so blown away by some of the things she said. And one of the things she said in that interview was that it's a big mistake that Jack Smith. Now, Jack Smith was a prosecutor going after Trump and he wanted to take him down. And uh, she said that's a big, big uh, mistake of him doing that because what comes around goes around. And he has opened up the door to go after, well, Biden uh, by, by him doing what he's doing to uh, President Trump. And also President Trump now has the ability to bring a defense, bring things into evidence, which before he couldn't. And uh, they did. And so now he has the ability to really red pill America. It's like, oh, you want evidence? I got it. It's part of my defense. I have to show it. So I was uh, really impressed with uh, Jan Harper Hayes. And she really confirmed a lot of other things that were really good in that interview. Yeah. And she was part of Trump's transition team in the early stages of his presidency. And she actually is a foreign correspondent in, I think, England. She's over there, lives over there half the time in America, half the time here. So she was just dropping bombs about, um, you know, the the debt that we were in when it came to England after the Civil War, that we were in a debt. And basically England still financially controls the United States because of that. And 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 basically, her, you know, Trump's visit, all the tours that he did when he went around the world and met with all these leaders. And he basically said... You, you, we're going to do this. We're going to do this, and you're going to be okay with it. And he went to the Vatican, and apparently she's, you know, she said that there was 650 planes of gold that were taken from the Vatican to pay back the debt. There's a bunch of things that were done, and you know, a lot of these things, you know, we have to trust her word on it. We don't know for sure, and we we have to hold, you know, hold, you know, what what's the word? I'm, hold lightly until we see confirmation of these things. But the stuff that she is saying is stuff that we've heard from multiple places from like Patel Patriot from rattle trap, um, Derek Johnson. She's confirmed a bunch of stuff that we saw with this, the, the continuity of government um, and the, what was the other term that we had devolution theories. Evolution. So, yeah. So all of these things, she, as a, as a person who was on his, on Trump's transition team is confirming these things. And, and also she worked with Department of Defense, too. That's so, right. I mean, someone that should know these things or could know would be her, you know. Yeah, so. So it, whenever you see a new face that kind of the this, the the new superstar in come out on social media that we hadn't seen before. And, and I'd never heard of her before. Um, you do want to be very discerning. 
Uh, but the fact that President Trump retruthed her, yeah. I found very interesting. This past week, she's had a lot of um, controversy on on Twitter, on X, because she was talking about um, Epstein's flight logs. And she said that at, she said, well, you know that um, Trump went to um, Epstein Island once, um, according to the politician that told me. And she had a copy of the, the flight logs and immediately. So I don't know if she did this on purpose to get the to get this clarified um, that they showed the flight logs and uh, he went between, I think it was New Hampshire and Palm Beach, um, Florida, uh, was where he did get on Epstein's uh, flight, but he caught a, a flight to Florida and then back, I think the same day. So he was in that and uh, she got torn apart for about 10 hours on, on Twitter. And uh, then she came back and, and said, I want to apologize for making that statement. So this was just a couple of days ago. He was not on Epstein's Island. I didn't, um, I didn't see the flight log well enough. And I just shouldn't have trusted this politician who said that. Um, so she got, you know, she got her hand slapped by a lot of um, people on, on X uh, but she should have. Be, my but that's good. It shows that she wanted because those um, the black book is due to come out. So the flight logs have been out for a long time. Tomorrow. We know that in a week or so, the the black book of Epstein's is supposed to come out. So I I honestly think she was maybe doing a little uh, proactive. Let's keep this in the spotlight because um, there are lots of powers that be that don't want that black book out. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, I could I, be. I mean, like a selective leak. Like it could be like a selective leak when a film comes out and one of the actors gives away something they're not supposed to. And then they go, oh, they get really in trouble from the the the, the publishing company or I mean the, the film company. And then it's like, but it actually creates drama to keep the eye on the focus so yeah. i don't know it also that, that establishes it establishes a story that he did not go to the island and how do you do it you you accidentally or you say oh i think he went to the island because it's what somebody said and then an overwhelming proof shows no that's not the case so now right. people will say ultimately they'll walk away saying before it even comes out well he's not on that list he's not on that list so yeah yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the next one uh, by mid-August we did our hundredth show. It was uh, give it a little time. Yeah, that was awesome, and that was just about when the fire in Maui broke out, and we were talking about J six and ivermectin because ivermectin now there was all these positive articles. I think the CDC now said, yeah, you could take ivermectin, you know, to fight that, uh, you know, COVID, and and so uh, it's interesting because i just got my order of ivermectin a couple of weeks ago it took me like six weeks you know i i want to buy a bunch because i want to do a like a deworming or you know parasite thing yeah. and so I, I bought some and my my mother actually wanted some and her friends so i just bought a big thing of it and, and uh I, anyway i got well, it from you can get a little flea market stand and probably sell some at the flea market <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, take I, I don't want to get in trouble. I want to take yeah, those articles that came out. I want to take the but, articles uh, that came out about, about ivermectin and take them back to CVS when my wife went to go get 
the ivermectin she had a doctor's subscript pre prescription to get some and the cbs yeah. pharmacist denied her you know i want to i want to take yeah. those back and say i just want to give this to you to show you that you made a decision that was false and wrong and you denied a doctor's prescription which i know you have to study a lot to be a pharmacist but you're not a doctor and this was prescribed medication that was given to us yeah. by a doctor and you denied it based on lies that you found on the internet and on the on the media so yeah the same thing happened to me and that was the last time i used cvs pharmacy yeah uh, you know, that should be illegal and, and there should be some ramifications. Uh, you know, that was illegal. I think, Absolutely. I think there's a structure there that doctor writes something. Some pharmacist doesn't override the doctor, but, right. uh, let's keep moving on as our time is going, uh, a fear campaign was ramping up, you know, uh, there was a lot of fear coming out there, pushing all the wars. They were pushing this and that. Um, it was probably one of those weeks where we just did the news cycle. Uh, and then it was the next week you had the helm by yourself. Uh, we were out of town. I was out of town and you did a wonderful job, Chris. I really enjoyed it as I love Trump with the, I love Lucy, uh, logo, you know, I converted that over to Trump and, um, but you, you did a great job just doing the, the research of, of why you like Donald Trump and the kind of character he is, the kind of man, cause you know, you hear a lot of stuff that's not true because you know we have a biased media and so it's really nice just to have you go through um and you compared them that was the other thing you compared them to the other lineup of the rnc you know uh vivic and nikki haley and i can't even remember some of the other ones you know if you're single digit i forget your name <laughs> yeah and uh and so you know especially when you compare you can really see who rises to the top you know and so you did a great job looking into each candidate. And it was clear to me that Donald John Trump was the uh, the best choice of those. And he's just the best choice right now, period. I mean, I, I really, the more I learn about the man, I, I appreciate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good job, Chris, on that one. So uh, then the next week we did, uh, oh, fighting time. Yeah. Trump was fighting back. That was, uh, what, September 5th. Mm -hmm. And just more and more things are being uh, exposed and giving uh, Donald Trump the time. And Donald Trump was bringing him to the rallies saying, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? You know, at the Bidens and, and uh, you know, the mayors and all kinds of things that were going on. Um, I'm trying to remember the details of that week. It was a, um, but I remember he was fighting hard and he was getting, he's getting confident in those rallies about that time. Yeah. Yeah. And then we did 9-11, uh, September 11th. And we just kind of re-looked at that, kind of went back into yesteryear. And we just went over, you know, why did Building 7 go down at the end of the day? Uh, you know, why was NORAD running uh, exercises and it just, you know, finding the passports, you know, the, that were in the plane. The plane blows up and the smithereens, and yet those passports are unburned. And it's like, oh, now we know who flew the plane because we found their, happened to find their passports <laughs> in, you know, hundred tons of, uh, rebel rubble. So it was, uh, yeah, we covered that. Yeah. I love, I love the fact that now it's actually acceptable to doubt the, uh, the details of nine 11, yeah. you know, and now that it's becoming more and more, I mean, try, you know, Tucker's covering it. Joe Rogan's covered it. Multiple people are multiple people like have said, Hey, um, we know the thing, we know the event happened, but the official story isn't correct and there's just too many 
um, things wrong with the official story. And it, so more and more people, and, you know, and sooner or later, this is all going to completely come out. I loved the fact that I think maybe we talked about that there was initially like six, was it 60 or 600 civil engineers that said there's no way that those buildings could have fell that way unless they were detonated, you know, exactly perfect. You can't have an asymmetrical explosion and have a, a completely symmetrical drop, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. right. you know, it just doesn't, it defies logic. And so I just like, you know, this is, this is a win because, you know, 40 years ago, I didn't, I just believed the normal narrative of this whole thing. And I, I didn't even look at any of the evidence. And then finally someone said to me, well, that was an inside job. You know that, right? I'm like, oh dude, you're high. You're crazy. You can't believe that. And then he's like, well, just, just do the research. So I did the research. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's totally right. Like this, this yep. wasn't this official narratives BS. It, it, it was, um, it was an inside job and just a bunch of things that don't make sense. So, uh, you know, one of the major things that we do is causing people to check the, you know, to question the narrative. So, yeah. And that narrative is so important because as a person who flies a lot, which I do, it's the whole reason we have TSA, uh, and, uh, which just burns me up every time I have to take my shoes off. It's so gross. Um, and, and uh, and act like I'm a criminal and do this in the the little machine, uh, and, and then have someone swipe under my bra to see why do why do you uh, the, why did the machine light up? So that's why that 9/11. When we find out um, when it comes to court, we need to get rid of that whole TSA. Uh, program because that is just more monitoring, more taking away our freedoms. Right. Yeah. And they're now wanting to put facial recognition software on every person who flies, take a photo of everybody who goes through and use facial recognition. I mean, it's just, it's all, it's all meant for surveillance. Um, and there's an, even a whole thing on it. Um, one of the FBI agents, it was, um, you know, I think it was Casey that said when everything that the American people believe is false our disinformation campaign will be successful and that's the cia that's supposed to be our guys doing that to us so yeah Yeah, the ai um just keep that that new book that was co-written by general flynn about um the influence of uh artificial intelligence is very eye-opening as far as our biometrics and what is being gathered even from our light bulbs in our house as far as our habits and our uh, our facial expressions, so that uh, there is so much um, that this whole 9/11 started that is uh, we have allowed to perpetrate. And if we don't stand up and say no, you cannot continue to do this uh, at a level that will stop it, it's going to be um, China for us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's incremental. You know, it's always incremental. And speaking of flying, uh, you know, the next uh, week we did was uh, on 919 was, dude, where's my F-35? Do you remember that one? That was a good chuckle. Uh, so so they lost, our military lost an F-35, which is one of the most advanced planes we have and uh, just lost it, you know, and, uh, and, the, and the pilot ejected out, if I remember right. So it's like yeah, it was on the continental America. I mean, it was down in Alabama. I think it was at uh, Moody Valdosta, Georgia, at Moody Air Force Base. So it wasn't like it was in some foreign country. Yeah, yeah. and it's like I don't know if they ever found it or or what, you know. So, 
that one was very interesting. And then, yeah, Megan Kelly took a turn for she, you know, people were saying that did she go full MAGA? I mean, she did definitely had a change. Um, you know, she did the interview with uh, President Trump and she was much, much more uh, civil. Uh, you know, before I think she was pretty, pretty anti, you know. And, well, she uh, also said she had she had vaccine injuries that she had from taking the vax. So she was waking up. Yeah, she she in one of her interviews was talking about that. So she's definitely gone through a shift. That's a win. She's a major figurehead in media that like Tucker, who if she starts speaking more and more truth, she might have to go to only speaking it on X, you know? Yeah. And then we went to the end of September where we had the good, the bad, and the eerily quiet. I remember you you came up with that name, Brandon, and and I think it was because the, the news cycle was so slow. We're like, there really isn't any big news story. That means something big is going to happen in the next week or two. But that's what I think one of us had said, you know. And, um, and then the next week, we just talked about some of the people that were kind of taken down, the old guard, you know. Millie was retiring. Uh, General Milley. He was one of the, what Trump would refer to as the TV uh, generals. You know, there's a, a set of generals that we believe that are supporting Trump that are behind the scenes. And then there's the TV ones that are just rank and woke and, and all that stuff. And so Milley was the kind of the lead guy of that one. And then Feinstein, um, I guess she finally passed when it says Feinstein gone, she did pass. Uh, you know, she was 90 something years old. I mean, she kind of looked like Frankenstein towards the end. I mean, it, it, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but she was really um, couldn't control her face. And she was old. And it's like, why are you serving in in uh, the Senate? Why are you doing that? You're barely uh, functional and you keep getting rehired or re-voted in. And it's like, how do you how do you keep who keeps voting for people that are barely alive? They're like walking corpses. So and that's then Murdoch. How close our Senate vote is. That's that's why they they cannot afford to let anyone uh, leave and get an imbalance of power in the Senate. Yeah, just it just horrible. And then Murdoch, which was the Fox News. Um, did he step down? Can't remember. That was just the news of that, you know, that week. That wasn't too long ago, a couple months back. Yeah, and, and I think for- that uh, good, bad, and the eerie, eerily quiet really was, um, it was giving a foreshadowing of the October 6th in um, Israel with Hamas attack. Yes, and we covered that four days later with the time for discernment. You know, when that happens, it's easy to jump to sides. You know, which side are you pro Hamas or anti Hamas or pro Israel, anti, you know, and you got, and you could see the lineups, you know, and there are a lot of people that supported Hamas because they're, I believe they're anti Christian. And it seems like, uh, you know, one of the idols of Christianity is, is Israel. And so it's like, well, anything Christianity supports, we're going to go the opposite. So you had all these people that were, you know, pro Hamas. And, and then they had that guy doing an interview at college campuses, you know, saying, Hey, uh, you know, what people do you think, uh, you know, will execute somebody if you're caught, you know, uh, I can't even remember the things they were talking about. And they're like, Oh, that must be, you know, it must be, uh, ISIS or or something. And they're like, no, that's Hamas. And they're like, really? You know? And so these college students were finding out we're supporting people that stand exactly against what we're for, you know, Oh, if you're LGBT, you know, they can kill you. Uh, 
you know, who do you think that is? And, oh, it's Hamas. They actually have it in their books, you know, to, to do that. And they're like, really? You know, and so why did they go to that? So it was very interesting how, and so we were just saying, let's use some discernment, you know, uh, obviously uh, the Hamas, they're terrorists. They've always been that way, but Israel's not always a shining, you know, perfect, uh, saint on things either. There's a plenty of skeletons, I believe in their closets, you know, some of the things, I mean, why was it that the, the, the border down, you know, for seven hours and, and, you know, and even, um, uh, General Michael Flynn had talked yeah. about that. I just last week I saw him talking about that going, it was down for seven hours. And he says, I know that place. I know there's something weird about that, you know? And he was actually being interviewed by Alex Jones, which blew my mind, <laughs> you know, that Alex Jones is, is, has been restored to a point where he's working with three star General generals, Flynn. <laughs> General Flynn. But General Flynn called it out. He's like, so I don't understand that. There's something weird about that, and so it's a yeah. He's like, I don't know. If B, I don't know if BB knew about it or not. Is I'm not saying that, but, but there was a stand it, down. There, yeah. there was definitely a stand down given and stand down yeah. order. Yeah, whether it's Net Netanyahu or whether it was the Southern Command in Israel. So, and that also started off a series of you began to give some short bear pauses on uh, the history of Jews and um, and uh, some things about Israel. So if they, they aren't on our regularly uh, at one hour show, but if you go to our website, you'll find uh, how many did you end up doing in that series, Ron? I did seven and I got one more to do just one more, but you could see the top ones. Uh, yeah. There's uh, understanding Israel in these times, part seven. Um, so Israel's Anglos or Celto-Saxons, but I talk about the old Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, you know, there's a lot of verses and people have this image that Israel is going to be invaded by Gog and Magog. And, but yet if you look at the description of Israel, it was like the land of unwalled villages living in peace and security. It's like, well, that's not really happening over there. So can you put the two together or at least at this point, talked about the Khazars, uh, you know, a whole kingdom right. that converted over defining the terms, you know, what's a Semite? You know, when you find out that, you know, almost all of your Eastern European um, Yiddish speaking Jews are, are of, of Khazar descent, uh, you know, Turkish Mongol, uh, Mongolian uh, descent, then you find, well, they're not even descendants of Shem, which is where you get Semite, Shemite, you know, things like that. So we cover a lot of things. Um, so yeah. I would encourage you, if you're interested in that, it, it can really change or stretch you. Um, you know, we, we've been taught a lot of things and, uh, yeah, and I no. think the bottom line is in Israel, just like in America, there are black hats and there are white hats. There is a struggle going on. There's a Luciferian deep state, um, as we know, through Mossad and through um, uh, through Epstein's girlfriend, um, Gislin Maxwell, that her father was head of Mossad. So we know that there, uh, there isn't an easy solution to this. We also know that, um, that, that God does call us to that, that he loves, he loves the, the, the line of, of, uh, Israel. And so we just have to look at it with open eyes and prayerfully and, um, uh, we want to bless what God is doing and uh, not on, get on board to some something that might be deep state. Yeah, we did learn a lot through that whole thing with Israel, 
which is there there's enemies, you know, and when you have enemies within, uh, what about our southern border? And so we talked about that by mm-hmm. mid-October. We're talking about, you know, there's a lot of similarities. There's an enemy within, and that's what we have. And I don't want to say that every immigrant coming over is an enemy, but in mm-hmm. that mix, just like you said, there's white hats, there's black hats all, all together, wheat and the tares. You know, if if you're a terrorist and you want to get into this country, that's how you're going to do it. So I'm not saying that an immigrant is a terrorist, but there definitely is the route to for terrorism to go through. They're going to walk through with the crowd, you know. Yeah. And also there's there's currently a plan in place um, that has been talked about with the White House of possibly uh, when the things in Israel with Hamas um, settle down, that those wanting to leave could come to either uh, Western Europe or America. So just be aware that uh, this story is is in the making. Yeah. Uh, by by uh, Halloween, October thirty first, we had winds of change. Uh, you know, McCarthy's out, and we had the MAGA Mike Johnson in as speaker, and that was kind of miraculous, to be honest. I was. I was dumbfounded when that happened. I was like, I cannot believe they got somebody so pro-Trump, so pro-MAGA, and he is the Speaker of the House. So I, I felt like that was the hand of God, in my opinion. Um, I was very, that was a huge win for me. Uh, in fact, I have that as our icon of of the uh, of this this week's broadcast. You know, I have Mike Johnson there. So, yeah, that's a huge win for him to be for him to be the second runner up and then they were going to cancel and start all over and someone said why don't we just go to the second person who was on the list and they went to say him and they voted yes and he became the speaker and that was just powerful and i mean he's he is such a um articulate passionate um apologist for uh, christianity affecting the government i mean they attack him on separation of church and state and he's like well you know the whole phrase isn't even constitutional comes from a letter from the Danbury Baptist Association to Thomas Jefferson, you know, Thomas Jefferson writes to them, don't worry the the, the government won't, will not be a, a controlling churches. And, and he, you know, he explains it very well. He's got, he knows, he knows the facts that he's a patriot who is really, very well read. And, uh, and, and first thing he did is he called the Congress to get on their knees and pray, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and that's, that's huge. Whenever you acknowledge God, in this country, it's very clear that whoever, you know, the blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And if you acknowledge me before men, you know, he's going to acknowledge us. And so I, I think he's a, a rising superstar who is not compromised. I'm obviously, you know, there's so many that are compromised, so it's hard to know. But I, I just I believe by faith that he's not and hope that I'm right. Um, but he is definitely awesome. I mean, in so many ways. Yeah, big encouragement. I'm actually low on my battery, uh, so my my laptop. So I'm going to move along here. So the next week we did talk more about borders. You know, an open border is essential for color revolution. So we we talked about that, uh, giving that warning. Uh, the next one is the world through polarized glasses. We talked about the polarization of so so many topics in the news. It seems like you're either on this side or this side, and we need to work on a unity. And so we we just talked about how polarized, how quick people are and i have friends on facebook where they're like oh i knew they were going to go that direction because they're you know they're it's just instantly you know um if you have this type of bumper sticker then you're going to be on this side of the without even research so it was, and then by the 21st of um 
uh, November, which is right before Thanksgiving, we had context lies and videotape. And that was basically the, the, the January 6th tapes. They were newly released and they were released to the public this time. That was huge. That was a huge win. Very encouraging because the truth's always known when you get to see it, right? It's not being and those are available to all of the J6ers. Yes. I went on. There's a lot there. I went on. You can click on the video and they have like, you know, 10 second clips or one minute clips and you can look for yourself. And there's just a big old boulder of, you know, and it was awesome. It was just good to know. I didn't go through them all. There's special people that like to do those sort of things. I'll get the highlights from them, but I did go in to check it out. And sure enough, those links are good. And so uh, we went with that. And then the end of uh, November, we had stay calm. Anything could happen. And it, we we're just talking about so much stuff coming in. Uh, so the news cycle that anything could happen. And our trust is in God. Hallelujah. That's who we need to trust, not what's happening in the news cycle. There's a lot of things that could make you fearful. But we know. I mean, I, I keep going back to those Kim Clement uh, prophecies, you know, even that one that uh, the last one that was new to me where he said, uh, Mr. Clark will be sitting with a, a man named Donald and you're going to be looking at me right now saying, is this for me? Is this? And he says, yes, I'm talking to you yes, and you will you. win that election. And they hadn't even met till earlier this year. And so it couldn't have been the first election. Couldn't have been 2020 because they didn't even they'd never seen each other. And so it was encouraging. So that to me showed, and, and you know, so many more things. So that's where our trust is, is in, in the Lord and not in what the news cycle is. And okay. so, well, we only had a couple more after that. Uh, we're into December this month. Stay focused. Don't be distracted. Mm -hmm. And you had put out uh, a movie. I was out of town at the time, the police state movie. That was one of the movies you want to share about that. Mm -hmm. Major film, uh, 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 Dinesh D'Souza put it out. You can go and watch it on uh, Salem Now. It is a fantastic film. It actually shows the weaponization of government against Christians, weaponization of government against conservatives, weaponization of government, two-tiered justice system where people who are your average Christian conservative is attacked. Um, they're throwing the book at them. They're invaded. Their homes are being invaded. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're a Democrat, you, none of these things happen to you. So I think that, you know, Dinesh D'Souza is putting out a, you know, he said never really wanted to produce this film, but because of what we've been seeing happen in America, you know, it's, it looks like it's, uh, you know, communist Russia, you know, Bolshevik revolution type of stuff. And so this needs to get out. People need to be aware of it. And, uh, we, we showed the film and it was great. It was very well received. We'll show some more films there at Convergence soon. But anyways, anything else, Chris? No, I just would move on to the, the following week. Um, we highlighted how Elon was pushing back as he was getting um, sued by, um, it, by Media Matters. He was pushing back about that they had false claims um, against Twitter advertising. And so uh, it was good to see that someone with the clout of Elon Musk was going after Media Matters. And if you don't know Media Matters, look into follow the money because they are into a lot of nefarious things. They are doing a lot of interference and they are creating a lot of lawfare that doesn't need to be created. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're funded by George Soros Open Society, a big time, big time, one of their major funders of Media Matters. So extremely leftist organization. And I think it didn't Elon Musk you like counter sue them or something because they're because of what they're doing. So we'll yeah, see how that yeah, plays he, out. It, uh, I'm sure he, he's got top lawyers for that. And then the last one that we covered was a local uh, Leon Canara. Uh, what is it? Canaro. Canaro. Uh, Canaro. Yeah, he had done a book on uh, linking autism with vaccines, yes. and it yes. wasn't the the jab; it was vaccines in general and just the poisons that go in them. So it was a good eye opener. Nothing that we hadn't known, but it was nice to see the details. That man did a lot of research, and uh, it was it was really good. Um, I, I really enjoyed seeing that, you know, a, a boots on the ground type of guy uh, who did the research himself. And so it's been a great year. We covered a lot. I know that this is an extremely long, uh, you know, bear paw or um, episode here. We're at an hour and 40 minutes, so we should probably wrap up. Are there anything that you would like to wrap up with? Um, yeah, I know I'm I just forward into to going into 2024 uh, and I don't feel like I did last year at this time I felt like I am so ready to get out of this year 2022 but 2023 I am intrigued by all the things that have happened and I know we have a big god he's up to stuff and as we cooperate with him we're going to see great breakthroughs mhm mm yeah. And I just go back to Psalm two. It says, you know, why do the nations conspire? Why do the Kings of this earth take their stand against the Lord and against his anointed? Um, you know, the Lord in heaven, it says the Lord in heaven laughs at them. He scoffs at them that laughs at those rulers that think they're going to enact their wicked plans against his, him. And so yeah, I just come to that conclusion that, you know, we can laugh at the days ahead because our God is laughing at our, our enemies and because he is working on our behalf and and the king god's kingdom comes and his will will be done and we're going to see it in 2024 i really believe yeah it's good it, there's good chances of a lot of chaos coming in 2024 not in control and god is on the throne and we're going to see we're going to see a big win yeah i'm looking forward i agree with you 100 there i'm looking forward to 2024 i think that is going to be the pivotal year i think there's a lot i think dan scavino had a perfect meme for it which i didn't want to show about a tiger laying down and someone's gonna flick his nuts <laughs> and you don't do that to a tiger but i think that's kind of 2024 it's ready to um to explode in a big way so anyway thanks for right. watching and we will see you next year happy new year Happy New, New Year. Year.